Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Switzerland, I'm a producer and I'm here to, uh, to come with Karim Sayad for the film of Sheep and Man, who's uh, in, uh, selected in competition at TIFF. Correct. My name is Karim Sayad. Uh, I'm here to present my first feature documentary of Sheep and Man and uh, I'm really glad to be here in, yes, competition. <laughs> so thank you for coming by. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, you had your world premiere. Yep. Last night, how was it? How was how was the experience? So for me, it was yeah. uh, basically the first time I've seen the movie on big screen. Okay. So it was kind of good for uh -huh. that. Uh, no, I think uh, a lot of people attended. Uh, interesting question during the Q and A. Mm -hmm. Of course, I kind of entered the minds of all the audience to know what they really thought about that. But I was happy for a premiere. It was amazing. I mean. People were attending and uh, nice questions, nice feedback. What sort of questions were they asking? Uh, so the the the, um, the eternal question of why there aren't any women in my films. I think you will come back on this later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no, the question about like normal question: how how many how long did you shoot? Uh, this kind of things. What they were intrigued, they asked if. Uh, some of the film was scripted. I think okay. a lot of the audience couldn't believe that it was real documentary and reality. They were really wondering if uh, they had dialogues and all this. Yeah, and like, at what part were they? Did they think, oh, this this looks script like a scripted? No, they didn't refer okay, to, really? to details. But yeah, it's a question that came uh, twice. Yeah. yeah. So I also was was thinking, you know, why why aren't there any women? And and so. Um, I don't know the answer for, but I was I was thinking of two things. Either one, uh, maybe there's some sort of a rule or something about women uh, on in film on film, um, and then number two, you weren't a, a lot in the homes. You know, a lot of it was placed outside was was filmed outside, um, and and there were women on on the buses. I remember not that I was paying attention, but then I, after I thought about it, I said, well, maybe I'm missing it. Um, so let me ask you, why were, why, why, why did we not see women uh, in, in, in the in the documentary? So maybe I'm gonna give you two answers for yeah. that. The first is yes, uh, and it's not linked to specifically to Algeria or to women or to Islam. Or, I think it's something Mediter Mediterranean. Okay. If you understand that, yeah. I mm -hmm. think if you go to Sicily or south of Italy or yeah. this kind of country, you will kind of see the same kind of uh, setup you know streets are for men homes are for women okay it's something like kind of cultural mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm not judging it but it's a fact that yes uh men are hanging are the, the territory of men is outside mm -hmm. then secondly be, for my movie per particularly i think um you have uh, gained the trust of the people you want to film you want to film them like as friends. I would really like to take the audience with me, like to feel they are part of what's yeah. going on. 
And what's going on is the truth. What I'm I'm showing you what I observe, and yeah, there yeah. is no limit. Yeah. So and because I'm describing a country with a kind of hard situation, or like at least not that as we can have in the West, mm -hmm. I think it's a part of this um, yes hardship, you know. Yeah, and they don't mix the two worlds, women and men. They don't mix in the in the what, except at home. Interesting. Mm. Now, as, a, as the producer of this film, did you have any questions for Kareem in terms of, hey, we need to have more women? Like, I, you know, here in Canada, you know, there's this eternal struggle. Um, you know, when we look at entertainment in terms of, you know, making sure there's uh, enough women, making sure that there's people of color, uh, making sure that the stories that we tell aren't just from one perspective. So I'm curious... Um, how it is in Switzerland or Algeria? Um, no, but we are, are there questions yeah. like this there? No, we are lucky enough to make, I mean, real documentary, ad hoc mm -hmm. documentary, so we just film the truth. We're not yeah. going to set up anything. Mm -hmm. If they don't mix, they don't they mix. Don't I mix. mean, that's what we film. But of course, we everybody asks this because it's strange for us. I don't know Algeria. Sure. I've been there once. Okay. But for his first film, it was the same question. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the way it is. Now, I, I, I'm guessing you've done this sort of thing, this festival circuit, many times. Um, how, how important, so first question, how important is uh, a festival like TIFF to, to a movie like Karim's movie? For Karim's movie, I think it's the best thing that could have happened. Okay. I mean, now that we are here, we have opportunities we couldn't have anywhere else. Mm -hmm. From buyers, from distributors, it's an exposition for the film that is completely crazy, amazing, and very rare, mm -hmm. and it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge honor. They yeah. choose fifteen films from uh, I don't know how many thousand okay. they uh, yeah. they had in the selection. So no, for us, it's really the biggest opportunity we could have. It's even better for us to premiere here in the in North America and Canada than in Europe. And why is that? Because it opens to a market we don't know. If we okay. show the film in Europe, we know about the UK market. But okay. here it's like, no, no, it really opened doors in a way we we would never expect it. Nice, nice. So, Kareem, you know, as I was uh, scoping you out on, on, on Google and IMBD and all that sort of stuff, I found out that you studied yeah. in Geneva international and development studies. Um, how did you get into doc? Like, tell me that, that relationship and that journey from studying about um, you know international development you know maybe some people think you're going to go work for a nonprofit <laughs> to making and, and telling stories uh, basically i think uh, i was moved by things that are not working mainly more than things that are working mm. and uh, um, yeah my journey was like okay i want to try to fix this uh, at okay. least <laughs> and studying international so no, okay. On a personal side, I want to. I studied international relations to travel in my work. That okay. was my one. You wanted to travel. That was my. <laughs> that was my personal. I one, get it. One of my personal uh, interests. Yeah. No, then more uh, more seriously, it was like yes, there's a lot of injustice here, and but how can I contribute? Mm -hmm. Like to try at least to, yes, do something useful, and um, I tried. Yes, I worked for the UN, I worked for NGOs, non-profits, and uh, after like four or five years of experience, I was frustrated uh, because 
you're always in a, in a framework that limits you not to tell what you really think or what you really feel about some situations. Mm. Mm. I don't know if you know what I mean. Yeah. And the film was for me, okay, maybe I won't have a big UN decision because I made a film, but at least I, I've said what I wanted to say about the situation with kind of the chance I have with films is like you can bring some complexity. You can bring some gray zone. I don't want things to be black or white, you know? Sure. You can, I hope if you see my movie at the end, you ask yourself questions. If you ask yourself questions about what I showed you, uh, I won. You know what I mean? I'm not here like to tell you Algeria is a bad country or a good country or mm. this regime is good or bad. I'm just trying to share the doubts and the interrogations I have regarding a certain situation and yes to give tools to people to try to ask themselves questions and maybe dig further how did you pick filmmaking as that uh, that tool to tell these stories uh, you know, some people could write um, yeah. podcast I think it's linked to it's a good question actually <laughs> no it's linked to to I think Okay, three things. First thing is, uh, yes, I like movies, I, but I met someone at one period of my life that was into documentaries and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, okay, you can do that. Okay, okay. Like, I, I saw a filmmaker like doing her job at the time, and yeah. I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> seems I, I'm, I, I'm feeling, I'm interested in it, I think. Yeah. I wasn't thinking I'm able, but I was okay. Second thing is maybe there was this, I had this interest and stuff and you had this Arab Spring and it was like, everything is possible. Like you have so many topics to cover and everyone was grabbing a camera or phone or something filming and like, Mm -hmm. we have to capture Ah, something. And there was like kind of a, a, I don't know how you say it, but Uh, an emulation about like, tell stories about what's going on now. Okay. That was like, okay, but. Most of the guys I was seeing were like doing things for news or like they wanted yes something something quick quick yeah I was like no you have to take time mm-hmm. the only thing is not journalism is cinema I love yeah. that take time and uh, I had a third thing that I maybe forgot <laughs> no it's um he met me <laughs> no yes no no that's perfectly that it's opportunity yeah. Uh, was okay i was interested i tried i made like two short films by myself like trying with no ambition so self-taught yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. like uh, okay. with no further ambition than just uh, making it and maybe show it somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, yes then it's a mix of uh, good luck and uh, being at the good place at the right time mm-hmm. which was like okay i believed in myself i found people at the right time i had something to show them then they trusted me that's you cannot control that yeah that's the third one how, how did you come to you know this story with um with samir and habib like how did you decide to focus on that story or, or were you trying to tell another story and this one just sort of bubbled up i'm very curious about that okay so the beginning was i've always thought that like this relationship to sheep there Mm-hmm. was something interesting it inspired me because okay i was born i, I live in switzerland but it was I, I went to holiday there and i always remember when you're sm- a small kid you have 
before eight, you have like a sheep at home for three days. It becomes your friend, but you perfectly know that he, you will eat it three days after. And it was something strong that I always thought it's inspiring or there is something to tell because mm. it touches a lot of people. There is something with the relationship to animal, but society at the same, like social pressure, and, yeah. you know, tradition at the same time. But okay, a lot of people or have already done stuff around that. Then I discovered this sheep fighting things. And maybe if I can tell you the first picture and the first like, wow, what the fuck? Sorry for the... That's okay. it's, it's like seeing like kind of gangster, you know, or bad boys walking proudly with the sheep with leash. Yeah. It was like, I've never seen that before. It's kind of funny and ridiculous, but at the same time, and I was like, okay, now this relationship to sheep, mm -hmm. There is something I can use that to explore this society or to, to give you a, a snap, uh, how you say, a screenshot maybe of the society at the time mm -hmm. through this. Because it's something specific to Algeria or to our countries more, more generally, like in North Africa. Okay. But at the same time, I don't want to, I'm not really interested in sheep personally. It's just more like a way to tell about how these people live. Their mm -hmm. dreams, their hopes, their yeah. frustrations. I, I want to get to that, but uh, Joel, I want to ask you, what attracted you to this movie, this documentary that Kareem is making? So I've been following him. It's his, we made a short film before that. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. That was also in Algeria. Mm -hmm. And also questioning um, what people can do, what, what the future can be. It was a portrait of two young uh, football fans. So, first of all, it was a great experience. The, the first film was, um, I mean, a success. So, for me, it's a continuation. When okay. he said, I want to go back, I have this angle with the sheep fights, but I want to go and see, you know, and talk about those young people, what they do. Mm -hmm. I was convinced. Interesting. When, um, when Ingrid told me uh, about this movie, you know, in an email, I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's a movie about sheep fighting. This sounds strange, but this is Tiff, and this is a documentary, and this is from, you know, uh, the, the filmmaker, the producer from Switzerland. I said, okay, this let's let's watch, let's watch this, um, and 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 as I was watching it, um, and I you know as I did a little bit of research online, I said, okay, there's there's more that Kareem is trying to tell in this story because there's a lot of dialogue. You know, you, the, the, the father is, is talking about the hopes and dreams of, of not just him, but of the country and the dreams that he has for his 10-year, I think it's 10-year-old son. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have um, the 16-year-old Habib, um, who is talking about, you know, he's, the, he's a bus conductor. Mm -hmm. And I think of my own son, who's, who's 11 years old, and I think, I can't imagine him, you know, having a job at 16 here. In Canada, right? Let, let alone, let alone going behind my back and doing something similar, you know, where Beavis is like, this is my chance of something great, mm. it almost seemed like. So I want to ask you, um, and, and you, you alluded to this uh, a little bit earlier, um, you didn't want to make a movie about sheep fighting. Um, what did you want to make a movie about? What, what, what? What was your story really about for you? Yeah. So, as I told you, I'm from an Algerian father. I grew up in Switzerland. It's just, I'm very privileged in my life. 
Mm. Uh, I have good education. I speak language. I have a passport that allows me to travel all around the world without any visa or stuff. Yeah. I thank uh, I don't know God anything for that. But then I went to my family in Nigeria and I saw it's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. And just because they were born here and th- that's something personally that wanted to I wanted to confront in my work for mm-hmm. now at least. And um, what I wanted to say is just how, and that's something maybe more specific about Algeria, that it's a country like that raised so many hopes. Uh, I mean, imagine it's in the history you have three examples of uh, uh, countries who were totally settled by foreigners. You have like th- three uh, scenarios. You have the States, Australia, these kind of countries. Mm-hmm. Like the white people, they took all over the place. Yeah. No more indigenous people. Yeah. They won. Yeah. Then you have South Africa, which is mixed. Ah, yes. Okay. You know, like the white came and yeah. they found a way. They're still struggling, but still, you have white and black people living yeah. together in South Africa. You have the pending case of Israel Palestine, which is mm. like people coming from outside and anyway. figuring it out. Yeah. And you have the only case in world history now, Algeria, where you had more than a million. White people there, they were all expelled to France. Ah. We expelled them all, and that's something like that's the DNA of this country, like in the nationalistic discourse. And we always like we were always thought to be proud. Yes, we we won. We are we can. And the thing is now, okay, so I'm proud. I'm Algerian. I can put. The soccer team t-shirt mm-hmm. you know and be like one two three viva algeria as they say in yeah. the stadium but proud of what mm. all these people die for what for people like you saw in my movies living. Yeah. so that's what is making me bitter sad i want to question these things i'm not the only one i have many fellows filmmakers from algeria trying to ask yeah what it's the biggest uh, African country, Algeria. We have oil, we are rich, we have sea, we have desert, we have mountains. Why people do live like this? It was interesting, in, in one of the clips near the end, where um, it was the second last clip of Habib where he says nothing. Mm. And he's standing against the tree, and in the back is the ocean? Yeah, the, the sea, yes. Yeah, and in the ocean is, I think it's a tanker yeah. Yeah. that's going by. Yeah. And, and I saw that and I go, this is interesting. Um, yeah, because you mentioned you know there's oil and all of this all of this stuff here. Um, and as you mentioned that in my head, I'm going, I, I did not know this. Um, I'm curious if, if I can talk to you about the Arab Spring. Um, you know, here in Canada, you just see what's on the news. Um, quickly, if you can, you know, to give our listeners sort of you know history 101. Um, how did it start? What happened, and then where are we today in terms of Algeria? And, you know, I, I know a lot of it is in your movie, but, um, yeah, but I don't know if you can touch on that a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to... I'll try that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, basically, I think what's going on in Algeria is the same as many countries of the region. Okay. Uh, they were settled, they were colonized, yeah. most of them. You have resources there. Mm-hmm. Uh young independent states like a lot of common issues yeah maybe the difference with algeria now regarding the other countries of the region where you did see like 
uh, uprisings is that imaginary it occurred like 30 years ago in 88 mm. there was a one party system there were like uprisings there were democ- democratic election it's like Egypt today Islamist party won and then you had a coup mm. and then civil war yeah. And now today, and that's something that I hope, or I don't want to say that because I want people to feel it or not yeah, yeah, watching yeah, my yeah. movie, but yeah. it's like we had like something like 150,000 to 200,000 people who died. Wow. For what? At the end, you know? So at the end, the society is like more religious than before. Uh, it's the same guys ruling the country, so we lost on all sides. We lost so two thousand thousand people. It's a corrupted uh, government. It's it's a it's a it's a more religious. I, I don't care about religion. People believe what they want, but it's like the social pressure. Yeah. Uh, a woman like has to be wear well or not, but you have this pressure. Like you see in my movie, you have yeah. like uh, he wants to make his his ship fight. You have someone telling him. It's a on scene. a television. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. scene. Or you have that, or it's it's sad to kill this uh, this sheep. Yeah. Yes, we're all touched, moved, but we have to kill it because yeah. it's yes, it tradition and, and it's tradition. Thing, yeah. You know? So um, that's what I wanted to ask. Is just so what now? When Arab Street began, I was in Algeria in 2010. I was working there for the UNDP. And I remember I was hoping, I was watching uh, Maidan and Tahrir in Egypt. And I was like, I hope the same occurs in Algeria. There was some demonstration. I was there. But I was very impressed because people were like, ha, ha, ha. You will see in two years. There will all be civil war and it will not work what they need. Me as a little Swiss guy coming in Algeria, mm. like working, I was like, no, guys, believe in it. Like, it's future and stuff. No, no, we had this 20 years before. Nothing new. I, I don't want to go down the street asking for something to be killed and not have nothing changed after. Yeah. It's not what I believe and what I, I hope this country can get better. And I'm, I'm trusting the people there to, yeah. to find their ways to improve their situation. Mm-hmm. As I'm not living there, I will not teach them how to do. But it was very interesting for me coming from Europe having like this kind of wow it's amazing what's going on and it was sure let's never forget it was yeah and until now even if it's fucked up in syria in egypt and wherever people who went down the street they made something amazing yeah they broke a wall of fear yeah but they didn't in algeria because there was as it's said in the movie they're still traumatized Mm. yeah too early they 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 lot of blood for as they think nothing now nothing now I was very curious. I was waiting after Habib's ram didn't want to fight, I guess. Um, and there was nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> like, okay, what happened? What, what, what did he do? Does he sacrifice it for Eid? Or or does he hide it from his family and try again? Um, I guess I'm not supposed to ask you that question. Or you're not supposed to answer that question. That's why I have to sort of figure out. Unless there's anything... I'm, I'm curious, this is what I want to ask. It was interesting how there was two things. You know, the father knew what he wanted to do. Um, or we we believe he knows what he wants to do. But with Habib, it's like we're not sure. Um, what were you trying to tell 
between those two stories. So with Habib, basically, I think you should not forget he's a kid. He's 16. Yeah. So I was interested in showing how, as a kid, you're alone in your choices. Mm. You have, I mean, he, he says, I want to save him. I want to. But he's alone. All the time he's alone. And he has to make his own decision. And he has such a social pressure. The sheikh tells him you shouldn't. Uh, yeah. That's to do the TV. It's forbidden to have a sheep fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, from what he learned, and he's only 16, that going to school won't bring him upper than if he, yeah. he just makes the money how he wants. So I was moved by this character in the way that at 16, my parents were telling me, go to school. You will succeed by going to school. Uh, if I would have had a sheep, maybe, and I would love my sheep so much as Habib does in the film, I guess my parents would have told me, we won't slaughter it, you know, or something like this. Yeah. That's what I wanted to show. Like, at 16, you're already kind of a man. You already have... Yeah, of course. And this guy, yes, he doesn't know because he's a child. And he... but. The violence of the choice he has to confront, mm-hmm. for me, was interesting to show. Yeah. The father, Samir, it's... For me, I wanted to put these two characters in the film because it's like... It's the way I hope not, but... I think he was like Samir like when he was 16. Mm. I hope Habib will not be Samir in yeah. 20 years, you know? Yeah. That's what I hope. But that's why I wanted to put them like this. Will, will the small one become like the old one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In which case, nothing would have really changed and it would be really yeah. not a good thing. Or maybe that's what I want to ask is, what can we do or what can we ask ourselves that not to happen? Yeah. As the big say, like I don't want you, my son, to live as I live myself. That's right. And that's why I, I wanted to put them like face yeah. to face. How did you gain the trust of, you know, not just Habib and Samir, but really that that town and and, and the people? Okay, so it's work, basically. It's spending time without a camera there. Yeah. It's uh, trying to explain what you do. Mm -hmm. Because one of the tricky things is... uh, In Algeria, don't have a lot of theaters, so people are not... They watch movies online. Mm-hmm. And the relationship to cinema is more or less uh, big US blockbusters, is this kind of thing. Yeah, but they want to escape and yeah, no, be entertained. That's how it works. Yeah. And uh, so when you come, you say, Yeah, I'm making a documentary for cinema. I'm like, What the fuck is it? But then documentary <laughs> is like a TV show, you know, like yeah. you go on the sidewalk and you ask people stuff. So that's why I'm telling them, Okay, we're making a movie, we want to tell the story, and you spend time and gain trust with time which means spending time without camera going hang yeah. out with the guys and telling them okay and uh, we're here to tell yes it's your life so we need time for that and mm-hmm. i think once they understand you don't want to lie about them or they understand that it works i mean it's always hard in the beginning of course they're suspicious you have money issues like okay you come pay us stuff like that but then, I, I mean, what I think is these people lack of attention. Hmm. 
It's like here or everywhere. People in poor neighborhood, they lack attention. Mm. You never see them in the news. When you see them, it's al- always crimes or mm. something bad. Yeah. So when you, so people are afraid when you come with a camera because they say, okay, they think, okay, another time a guy who will uh, speak bad about us. That's why it needs time them to understand that no, you won't. If you spend that much time with them, it means you really care at least about something. Yeah. Maybe not the way they do, but at least they see you. you because the experience they have with people speaking bad about them is just they come one hour and they go back, they see, oh, yeah, we, we'll do something nice. And then they see it's the opposite of uh-huh. the way they were handling with them. Mm. So you, I don't think you can, you can lie when you spend like more like three, four months with the guys. Yeah. I cannot lie myself because mm. it's impossible to lie on four months and they cannot lie to me as well as person because you spend time. Yeah. I'm curious if they've seen any clips. Not yet. Soon, soon. soon. We will be premiering the film in Algeria on Friday. This Friday? This Friday, and they're coming. All the guys are coming. In a festival called Bejaya, because we couldn't couldn't bring them here because they don't have passports. Okay. So So you're going to be doing this in Algeria? Yep. Karim is going to present the film. Wow. Now, you said there's no, no cinemas. Like, where... Where are you showing it's this? It's a festival. No, no, there, there, no. Actually, there are cinemas. Okay, okay. Just again to, to give you an idea, it's like. It's not like here where there's one in every neighbor. Okay, Algeria is like <laughs> five times France. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, how big it is, you uh-huh. know. Okay. You have maybe forty or fifty theaters on mm. all the territories. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think maybe forty of them is yeah. like state-owned, like cinema tech, ah. like cinema museum. Mm-hmm. So it will be in one of these. Yeah. Better than nothing, but yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I'm, I'm curious if, if you if you fear that it will be, uh, you know, that someone will watch it, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, a priest or, or someone in the government will watch it and say, no, 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 you can't show this. I don't, really, I'm not afraid about government okay. or things because I think they have much, so... If they would, it really means they don't have any other things to do right now, and I think they okay, have. Too they busy. do. <laughs> but uh, no, I, of course, it's I'm kind of uh, not afraid. It's not afraid. I'm curious. How yeah. How people will react to that, and uh, um, it, it's funny because TIFF is huge for me as a filmmaker. For yeah. my first feature, it's something huge. We're meeting a lot of people. We're doing interviews with you. It's like it's new for me that, but um, the pressure I feel regarding showing the film there is more about yes how people will react about how are they happy with the story. I don't care about if they're happy or not. Okay. It's just interesting to s- to see how they see themselves mm. because in a way here you guys who don't know a lot about Algeria yeah, it's like yeah. kind of exotic for you, but. Them, they will. I, I, I face them with the reality that is their reality, mm-hmm. and it's not an easy one. So, yeah, nice. It's a uh, not scary, but yes, I, I, and Algerian people are kind of crazy sometimes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about that. Nice, Joel. Are you going to be joining? No, him? no, okay, no, I can't, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Listen, thank you so much. For the both of you, for, you. Uh, for your time and cream, best of luck Thank you. Uh, with this film.
I hope my English was not that broken and that you understood everything. But oh, it was great. It was great. Thank, Thank you, you very for, much.